Warning. Since who does he think he is? I have some dirt. Will you confirm or deny? Maybe you should rephrase this. Warning. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, let, let's focus. From reality TV to real life, it's all just so dramatic with Megan Pistetto. Guys, welcome to another episode of So Dramatic. I'm Megan Pistetto. Oh my God, I sounded so dull in the Todd King interview last week. I was so off myself listening back. In my defense, yes, I am making excuses again. It was 3 p.m. on Saturday. I hadn't eaten since 8 a.m. I was starving, so all I could think about was my lunch that was then turning into my dinner. I probably should just stop making excuses and own up to the fact that my voice sounds like a corpse. The monotone bitch is back. I actually never really left, but we progress. So it's been a big week on the Megan Pistetto show. I was unwillingly dragged into quite a few dramas of my own. Sips tea. Tim with two M's family came after me. His brother PJ and his girlfriend slammed me in the comments on my own Instagram page. How dare they? They were asking me to leave Tim alone. So they said that I'm a wannabe journalist who made up lies about Tim. I got my degree out of the gutter and I have nothing better to do with my time. Look, they are right about the last point. I really don't have anything better to do. Hashtag COVID vibes. I'll give them that one. But the podcast is my life right now and I'm at your beck and call, guys. But we already knew this. So I think Tim's brother really needs to learn a thing or two from me and sharpen up on his investigation skills because FYI, newsflash, I am a real journalist. I have a bachelor's degree in journalism from the most esteemed university for journalism in Australia, Charles Sturt University. Shout out to them. It's the same uni as all of the top journalists in the country. Sam Armitage went there. So did Mel Doyle, Alison Langdon, Deborah Knight. So I'm in good company, guys. I will share the salty exchange between me and Tim's brother on Instagram if you guys like. It is quite funny. It's very petty. But wait, there is more to this story. So after that happened, Tim then slammed me on the Carl and Jackie O show. Oh, oh God, Jesus. Oh, That's wow. tough, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, but I'm in a relationship now. Hey, I'm super happy. Everything's like, everything's so is this, good. is this the girlfriend you've had before? Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so you're going back to the oh, so you were you in a relationship when you're in nah, paradise? That's, or not? that's all. That's, that's all not speculation. true. That's just one. That's just one reporter that Megan. She's a joke. Okay, now what about oh, what wow. about the? So Tim called me a liar when I said he was dating his girlfriend slash ex girlfriend of seven years. However, he's since come out and admitted he is dating her and is still calling me a liar, might I add, and whatever other nasty names were beeped out in that interview. Look, it's all very confusing. Our mutual friend actually called me this week asking for a truce. I said no. (laughs) I have plenty of receipts up my sleeve. I could literally continue this saga with Tim until Christmas, maybe even Christmas 2021, so I'm not concerned in the slightest about this, and I'm not upset by it. I found it quite funny. Speaking of receipts, I have another Tim bomb that I'm going to detonate in the final segment. So stay tuned for that. Tim is truly the Christmas gift that keeps on giving. Also coming up today, I'm going to answer all of your burning questions about paradise and reveal why Naranga and Tim are no longer friends. Big dramas there. So lots to get through today as always. 
So much drama, such little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. Guys, I really hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I have some shocking tea about our golden couple, Glenn and Alicia. Pause for dramatic effect. I revealed on So Dramatic previously that Alicia is now living in Perth with Glenn, which excited a lot of you because they've given us the fairy tale ending we all deserve, but it hasn't been smooth sailing for them since filming wrapped. There was, I feel bad even saying this, a cheating scandal. Okay, let me explain. So Glenn was at a Bucks party in Perth. He met up with Helena at a club and they ended up kissing a couple of times that night. Shocking, I know. <laughs> Eleanor knew Glenn and Alicia were still together and the next day she started panicking that people were going to find out and so she asked Glenn not to tell Alicia. Glenn said no, he wanted to be honest with Alicia about what had happened. Helena told him she would deny anything happened between them if he was to tell Alicia. So then Glenn actually does own up to Alicia who is understandably furious and upset, poor Alicia. But part two of the cheating scandal, and this is where it gets really spicy. Alicia hooked up with Scott at Jackson's now infamous birthday bash in December. Anyway, they managed to patch things up and they basically called it even after that. And they're back together now and stronger than ever. And thank God for that because we're all living for their cute as hell romance. Oh my God, oh my God. Another cheating scandal in The Bachelor Nation. I know guys, so much tea this week. You've all been very good students, so I thought I'd give you all a little reward. So a listener DM'd me literally just as I was about to record this episode. So I'm actually still in a little bit of shock about this myself. They made some explosive claims about Ali and Tate that I'm going to share with you guys now. Let me just say, she's a very reliable source. Her partner is actually friends with Tate. She told me that the reason Ali and Tate broke up, which happened last week, is because Tate cheated on her. So apparently Ali was in Queensland when it happened. It's someone he knows from the gym he runs in Ballarat, either a worker or a member or something like that. It didn't happen during a drunken night out. She said that Tate never goes out, in her words, too many protein shakes to be drunk, but it was a casual fling, not a full-blown affair. So that's good to know. Now, this makes total sense to me because just four days before they announced their shock split, Ali had posted a photo of her and Tate with a very gushing caption that read, I love you, my man, hashtag my love. Then four days later they announced they'd split. So it was very weird. This would explain the abrupt breakup, I guess. So the source also told me that Tate lives in Ballarat and is known to be a dirty dog. Her words, not mine. He was scoping shows to figure out ways to boost his platform after first dates. Even his mates were saying how silly Ali was for not realizing who he really is. He said on The Bachelorette he didn't want kids. He didn't want kids with his longtime girlfriend before The Bachelorette because he wanted to focus on getting famous. Wow, tea, absolute tea to my ears. She also told me, if I hear anything else, I'll do my Christian service and send it through to you. The devil works hard, but Megan, you work harder and she's not wrong there, guys. Grab the popcorn and stay tuned for this one because I have a feeling there is going to be 
a lot more to come on this saga. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This story is probably not going to shock your socks off, but I'm told that Kira was displaying some serious diva antics in Fiji. She was such a diva that she made everyone late for filming every day because she would spend hours getting dressed to the nines and had a face full of makeup and hair done at all times. She would even ask the hair and makeup team for assistance. Meanwhile, everyone else didn't really even bother with hair and makeup in the day. They just wore their swimwear and was kept it casual. A source tells me that every rose ceremony she was in, Kira was asking producers to change the lights because the lighting wasn't good enough for her face and would make her look bad. It was out of control. She would also make them reshoot things if she wasn't happy with how she looked. She was such a diva, it was just crazy. None of the girls could stand her. She thought she was the bee's knees. Even the boys thought it was painful. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, obviously, Renee and Matt are no longer together. He's dating Kim Harnett from Love Island. Thank you to Jessica Power for that huge scoop. Catch up on that in a previous episode if you haven't already, guys. Lots of you have been asking me to spill the tea on what happened with Matt and Renee after Paradise. So from what I know, they were still dating after Paradise. Renee even visited Matt on the Gold Coast. I've got photos of this reunion of them together there. So I'll share those on Instagram at Dramatic Podcast. They then had a huge falling out after Renee became suspicious that Matt was seeing other girls whilst they were doing the whole long distance thing. And she was annoyed that he'd made no effort to visit her in Darwin after she'd flown to the Gold Coast. Poor Renee. So I can confirm that she's currently single and I'm on a personal quest to make her our 2021 bachelorette. I think she would be amazing. Oh my God. Oh my God. So there has been lots of people who have been ghosted after Paradise just this season. Another person who was ghosted is my good friend, Mia McKinnon. So we saw her and Scott exit Paradise together last week and pledged to continue things on the outside. But when they left, Scott completely ghosted her. Mia sent him a text and he never replied. She was absolutely heartbroken. Scott then hooked up with Alicia at Jackson's birthday, which I mentioned before. And he's now got a girlfriend named Jill. So we've got another busy boy super spreader on our hands. Do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come to me. So will you confirm or deny? At least you're honest with me. So exclusive. So guys, your very special guest today is me. That's right. The one and only. So you're all bombarding me with questions this week about paradise. So I thought, fuck it. Let's just make it a segment so I don't have to reply to everyone individually and repeat myself a million times. I already have RSA in my thumb from replying to all the DMs because before this podcast, I literally got zero DMs a day. So the muscles in my thumb are still adjusting to the new workload. Also, FYI, I moved today's guest to Monday. So on Monday, we will have two special guests in an extended episode. So you guys are not missing out on anything by having just me today. Wow. Look at me go. Always going above and beyond for you guys. You're more than welcome. So lots of questions were sent in. I had to just choose a selection only. Um, I may do the segment again at a later date if it's a hit. I did tell you guys as well that I would be very cranky if you asked me anything that I had already covered 
And there's always got to be just one, doesn't there? But no, most of you are A plus students, a few Bs, but you're all fast learners and I'm very impressed with you all for keeping up. It's a fast moving beast. Okay, time to spill some tea. Question one, who had sex other than Kieran? Because we all know about that. So I'm told that everyone was rooting like rabbits in paradise. No one was using protection and sex was rampant. Next question, where can the couples have sex where there are no cameras? So I'm told the favorite spot was the shower for obvious reasons. Next question, was Tim using drugs in paradise? He seemed way too whack to just be drunk. Harsh. No, there was a list of banned items um, that were given to the contestants before they went to paradise and drugs was definitely on that list. They do do strict bag searches when the contestants arrive as well, although one contestant did manage to sneak in Valium and was mixing it with alcohol each night until producers found out and took it off him. Next question, do ex-Bachelor contestants apply for the show or do they get chosen? So it's a bit of both. Production asks around to see who is keen and then they cast accordingly after that. So I think they've got like their top picks who they want in and then they just go down a level after that and kind of see who they can get. Next question, do contestants get a say about when they come into paradise? Like if they're first or last in? So the order of contestants going into paradise is chosen by producers, but contestants do get a say because, for example, I know some contestants had other commitments and they couldn't do the whole time. So they said, these are the dates I'm available. And I know that others also said they would only do the show if they were the first ones in. So I guess it just depends on your bargaining power. Next question, are Megan and Jake together now? Yes, Megan and Jake are together. They got back together not long after Jake left Paradise. And then shortly after that, Megan actually moved to the Gold Coast and they're still living there together now. How do you make so many friends with reality stars? How do you know all the contestants and get them to spill? So I know a lot of contestants from my personal life. Some I've known for years, like many years before I even became a journalist and others I've met more recently. We mix in similar circles, I guess. So even if I wasn't doing this work, I probably would still know them if that makes sense. Sydney is a small place, but I've also got mutual friends with the interstate contestants. I guess I'm just a very social and likable person. Next question. Do contestants know who else has been cast? Yes, absolutely. They're not meant to, but everyone does. They're all friends and they all talk and slide into each other's DMs. So it's not a secret who is going into paradise as much as they try to make it out like they're surprised when a new face arrives. Next question. What's the story with Renee bringing her grandparents to paradise and not her parents? So I don't know if many people know this, but Renee's dad passed away five years ago and she's got a job where she can't, she's not allowed to be on TV. So she couldn't do the show. So her second option was her grandparents who I'm told are her best friends and she's really close with them. Next question. Can you please ask where they get all their outfits for the show? Do they have to provide their own or do they have access to a wardrobe? All of the rose ceremony and cocktail party dresses were supplied by the stylist and the wardrobe team, but the day clothes were the contestants' own. A little fun tidbit, I actually lent some clothes to a few contestants before Paradise. So I had quite a few items of my own floating around Fiji. 
there was a, a Dior visor that was worn by a few of them, some sunglasses and a few of my bandanas. Remind me to invoice Channel 10 wardrobe for that. Is Renee still friends with Cass? No, Renee and Cass are no longer friends. Renee and Cass have not spoken since Paradise. I know that much. Next question, is Jamie OTT or did editing stitch him up? So I've actually hung out with Jamie a few times and in my eyes, producers were actually nice to him. He is way more intense in real life. And I think I did go into this in a previous episode. So yeah, I think he got a good edit and not a bad edit as he's claiming. Next question, do contestants have to keep their relationship secret until the show airs? Yes, it is part of their contract, but I guess they also can't help if they're out in public and they get seen. They are asked to be discreet, but the show was filmed nine months ago, so I think it's quite unreasonable for producers to make them put their lives on hold for that amount of time. I just think they should air it closer to when it's filmed. What's the go with Abby and Helena? So I asked Abby about this and she actually doesn't know anything about a feud with Helena. She said there's no fight. So you guys will have to ask Helena that one. Next question. Do the contestants get more money if they make it to a final episode? Is there certain people that get paid more than others? If so, who is the highest? So I believe Paradise contestants are paid $500 a day. Some contestants actually were able to bargain and get $1,000 a day. And then people like Kira, I guess, can demand more. They can get a higher fee. I heard that Kira's fee was close to $50,000, but honestly, that's just a rumor. It's not confirmed because contract negotiations are very confidential. I did hear though that Richie and Alex got $4,000 per day last season, which is huge. I also know that one contestant offered to do the show for free. No guesses who that was. Are Kieran and Matt friends now? Definitely not. I am told Kieran still has Matt blocked on Instagram. Did Jackson hook up with a producer as reported by Women's Day recently? Absolutely not. Jackson told me this is not true, as did everyone else. This storyline was actually used on The Bachelor last year with Rachel, the whole Plan B thing. So I don't know if that's just a coincidence. Is Jackson dating Brittany Hockley? No, they're just friends. I don't think he'd be game enough to cross Tim and Kieran by breaking the bro code. Will there be a BIP reunion this year? No reunion. Hashtag COVID vibes. Next question. Do other cast members dislike Mary and Connor? I can't speak on behalf of everyone. All I know is that Connor and Mary keep to themselves and don't have much to do with the others. Um, I guess they're all loved up in Tasmania. Good for them. Last question. How did you hang on to this goss for so long? I saw your golf party photos. Okay. So she means my dress up photos at Jackson's birthday party, which I also attended. So I knew all of the paradise goss pretty much while it was filming and shortly after. So yes, it has been burning a hole in my pocket. Let's just say that much. This is bad behavior. Everybody calm down. Is the case for the FBI. So scandalous. So Detective Meg on the case again. Stalker, Jamie Doran vibes. So I did give Tim a rest from this segment last week, but just when we thought the case had been closed, he's back in the hot seat again, or should I say interrogation chair. I went full speed on my investigation this week 
I'm really putting my journalism skills to good use. Tim's brother will be very pleased to know. Before I begin, let me just make one thing very clear. I am not here to target or expose anyone. I'm just here to expose the truth. Please know this is not a witch hunt for Tim, but when new evidence lands on my desk, I am going to follow up the lead. So in a previous episode, I revealed that everyone in paradise was scared of Tim because they thought he was a bully. This week, I also found out that Tim behaved exactly the same in the mansion during Angie's season. All of the boys knew about it, except Angie in Australia obviously didn't get to see this side of Tim. Tim caused a lot of contention within the group during filming, but we were not shown any of it because I guess they wanted to portray him as the heartbroken runner-up, the underdog, all of that stuff. So do you remember when Waza walked out when Tim teased him in the chicken suit? Great TV. Well, I'm told that that whole situation was actually downplayed and Tim was a lot harsher than was actually shown on the camera. Naranga and Adam were the only guys in the mansion who really stood up to Tim when he was picking on other people and Tim didn't like that at all. So those guys were never really close. Fast forward to Paradise. Just before Paradise filming, Tim and Naranga actually had a huge falling out. They had this massive fight about Renee. Tim sent Naranga a series of abusive messages calling him very awful names and telling him not to speak to Kieran's ex, despite Naranga and Renee being good friends, and it's a free country. They didn't talk in Fiji and basically kept as far away from each other as possible during filming. Then things came to a head when Naranga stood up to Tim one night for being a bully to Renee. I think that was the night he made her cry and things got very heated between them. But for some reason, this wasn't shown on camera either. But all of the contestants did know about it, just not the public. Until now, thanks to me. Then, this week, Tim claimed that he apologised to Matt and Renee for his behaviour, although I'm told this is not entirely true either. Renee is yet to receive an apology from Tim. I don't know, it must have got lost in the mail. She's still waiting for it. Another little tidbit to add to this saga. Whilst I was being a journalist this week, I discovered that Tim and Naranga actually grew up in the same hometown in Cairns, They knew each other at the time and they went to the same high school for about three months before Tim got expelled. Apparently, Tim is a naughty boy as well. I'm told that he actually got expelled from multiple schools in Cairns because he wasn't very nice to the other students. A source tells me Tim went to every high school in Cairns and got expelled from every single one for being a bully. There is a very obvious reason why Tim doesn't have many friends there anymore or friends in general ouch oh my god oh my god so dramatic with megan Pistetto. that's all the tea i've got for you guys today i hope you enjoyed this episode if you have any requests for people you want me to get on any specific questions that you want answered or if you've got any juicy goss for me funny memes anything like that slide into my dms at megan Pistetto or at dramatic podcast A big thank you to everyone who has been tagging me, sliding into my DMs, sending me things. This does not go unnoticed. I'm a one-woman show, so it's a huge help, and I'm very grateful that I've got eyes everywhere. We're not missing a beat here at So Dramatic. I appreciate you all working tirelessly to help me carry out God's work. Keep it up. 
Lots of you have been asking me when I'm going to start spilling the tea on Lockie's season of The Bachelor. The answer is next episode and the tea I have has been brewing for quite a while now. So it's very hot, boiling hot, I should say. So I cannot wait to share that with you at our next tea party. Don't forget on Monday, I have not just one, but two very special guests in the hot seat. I can't say who just yet, but let's just say you guys will be thanking me later. Do not miss it. Also, if you haven't already, please join the Facebook group, So Dramatic Podcast. I will be posting exclusive content on there daily and keeping you all up to date with everything So Dramatic. One last mention in my Loki speech. Thank you for bearing with me if you're still here. If you enjoyed this episode, which I assume is all of you, please subscribe, rate and review. Five stars only, of course. And share, share, share. It's free. Spread it around like Kieran in Paradise because I promise I'll be bringing you the juiciest scoops each week. Thank you for listening to another episode of So Dramatic. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So Dramatic with Megan Pacetto.